when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Well, hello, my darlings. I hope everyone's doing well out there. So glad to be with you for another episode of From Hostage to Hero. Sari Delamont here with you, the attorney whisperer. And I hope things are going well. So... I'm going to start with a listener, or this in this case, a reader shout out. Another Jim on trialguides.com says, For over almost 40 years of trying cases, I have read a lot of trial books. I have been to many seminars touting the latest trial methods. Many have been excellent. What I think sets H2H apart is the focus on trial lawyers as humans. It goes to our core. I have read the book several times. The book is highlighted and tabbed. The book stays on my desk. Read it. Well, thank you, Jim. We are very much focused on creating the best type of trial lawyer there is, a trial lawyer that is fulfilled and happy and loves his or her work, and I'm glad that that came through in the book. If you haven't reviewed the book yet, please go to trialguides.com. As of this recording, we have 86 reviews. We're hoping for 100 or more. We are the highest reviewed book at Trial Guides to date. And no book at Trial Guides has ever gotten 100 reviews. So we are on our way there. And I'm so grateful to all of you for making that a reality. If you haven't reviewed the podcast, please do that as well, wherever you listen to your podcast. Well, today we're talking about should you split voir dire and opening with your co-counsel? So this is a question that I've gotten quite a bit. And so I want to walk you through my process of how I got to the answer that I'm going to give you today. Um, And so before I give you that answer, let's talk about what you've heard me probably talk about quite a bit, which is the trial dialogue. So this is the idea that voir dire and opening are very intricately, intricately linked. They are two sides of a conversation in that in voir dire, we ask questions. In opening, we answer those questions. But if you've done it right, it's not you answering the questions. It's taking what the jurors have said and give it back to them so that they are more invested in the trial. Again, what we're always going for in voir dire is investment over information gathering. Investment over information. So we ask in voir dire, we answer an opening. That's one way that dialogue works. Another way that dialogue works is that in voir dire, hopefully we're doing more listening and in opening we get to talk. And so if we do a good job in listening in voir dire, jurors will return the favor and listen to us in opening. In Wadir, we get to form the group. That's where group formation takes place. Therefore, in opening and beyond, we can begin leading the group. So it's this very closely related conversation between Wadir and opening. And so because of that, and I'm going to go a little deeper into this as well, I suggest that no, you do not split Wadir 
an opening between you and co-counsel. Why? Because it would be like switching out people as you're having a conversation over coffee with someone. Every time someone gave you an answer, the next person would come in and ask a different question, and then that person would give you an answer, and then the original person would come in, and that's just awkward and weird. What you're doing between Wadir and opening is creating credibility and trust. So for example, in opening, we talk about how after you give your opening hook or rule or whatever you're doing there, you go into the educate the jury section. And this is telling the jury what should have happened. And then, of course, you go into the story and talk about what did happen, and that juxtaposes the two against each other. That's a big part of the H2H method, and I teach about that quite often. Now, people often say, well, I don't have credibility to teach. Who, why are they going to listen to me? I'm just some plaintiff attorney. And my answer to that is always, you don't have credibility to teach unless you've done a terrific voir dire and have sourced that from the jurors themselves. If the jurors are telling you that trucking companies should have training, if the jurors are telling you that 18-wheelers can and are dangerous on the roads and that they need to have special training in order to operate such a vehicle, if the jurors are telling you all the things that you're about to teach, then you do have credibility because you're not. it's not the first time that you're saying it. Now, if you go back to the courtroom leadership, I think it's in part two uh, podcast that I just did recently. I talk about what to do in, in case you don't have Wadir, right? You still can have some credibility to teach. But my point here is that the reason that you have the credibility, or I should say the permission to teach an opening is because you, not co-counsel, you were the one asking those very questions of the jurors back in Wadir. It takes the same person doing it. Can it be done? Sure, it can be done, splitting that between the two. You're, if you're, especially if you've got it down to where you're still asking questions and then answering in them in voir dire and you're keeping that trial dialogue going. But do you lose something by switching people on the jurors? I think so. I think so because I think you begin that relationship in voir dire and you really come full circle in opening, which creates this tremendous foundation as you go through trial. And for that reason, I also think the same person should do the closing because that's really where we cap it off. I mean, if you take a look at the from hostage to hero method, you know, the method begins with just recognizing that jurors are in fact hostages and not your enemy and that you're not there to try to figure out who's going to kill you, although you will do that in the method. Um, but you're really there to figure out who your team members are and empower them to go with you on, on this journey. And so in the four steps, once you recognize that hostage piece, the first step is to introduce safety. And that's where we design the alliance with jurors, and that's where we tell them what the rules are and how this whole process works. And your role during that time is as a guide, right? You're there to say, here's your job and here's how you do it. That provides safety. Again, think of any time you played a new game or, or joined up a sports team, your first order of business was to go, oh, how does this work? Or otherwise you feel unsafe and dumb and stupid. So you're acting as a guide, but then your role changes the minute that you go to voir dire. Now you act as a facilitator. Your job is to get them talking to you, yes, but also to each other and get them involved in the case themes and the principles involved. 
your your nonverbals are going to change because you're going from guide to facilitator. But then as you go to opening, your role changes again. Now you become teacher. Because if you've done Wadir right, they're going to want details. They're going to want to know what happened behind all these principles that you were just talking about. What are the actual details here? Now you get to give them and you get to teach them and empower them so they can do their job. By the time you get to closing, now your role changes to leader. You've been auditioning for that role the whole time, but now you fully get to step into that role and empower them before they go into the verdict room by showing them what those jury instructions mean and telling them how to fight for you back in the verdict room and telling them those future stories. So the point is, is that your role morphs and changes, as we talked about, in service to the jurors themselves. It's odd and it may not even work if that is not the same person because it's you that is auditioning for that role of leader so that you can firmly step into it at the end of trial. And if it's different people throughout the process, that's confusing for jurors. Now, can your your co-counsel do cross or direct? Absolutely, because those are just the parts that are confirming what the jurors already believe, because we know that most jurors have made up their mind by the end of, of opening. And so that can be done by someone else. But I suggest that the same person do voir dire opening and closing because of the keeping of the integrity of the trial dialogue and those changing roles that you as a trial lawyer has. Now, having said that, One of my most favorite cases, you all know, I talk a lot about is the Dram Shop case out in Texas. And there we had three trial attorneys and they all wanted to participate in all parts of trial because they couldn't decide. No, because they were wonderful and they all were representing individual plaintiffs, right? So there was three plaintiffs all being represented by three attorneys. And so what we ended up doing there worked actually quite well, is instead of having one of them do voir dire and one of them doing opening and one of them doing closing, we had all three do voir dire and all three do uh, opening. And it worked out beautifully because what we did is we had one person come in and handle kind of the teachy section of Wadir, the things that we knew they would be teaching later. So when we were asking, um, when we knew we were going to say at the beginning part of our opening, the um, uh, can bars prevent drug, or bars can prevent drug driving and the good ones do, this particular attorney who was going to start the opening also started the Wadir with how as a society do we prevent drug driving? And eventually can dr- bars prevent drug driving? So he's getting all of the things that he's no, later going to say in opening. We had the second attorney cover all of the characters and, and the story part that she was going to tell the story in opening. So any questions that needed to be answered in opening, she asked those in Wadir. And that was around cycling and, and um, other things about the characters in the case. Maybe things about the drunk driver, things she was going to handle in the story. Now, finally, in the opening, we're going to end with causation and damages. And so that attorney did all of the damages, Wadir. It worked beautifully, but notice how we kept the integrity of the trial dialogue in place by having the attorney that was going to talk about it in opening talk about it in, or ask about it in Wadir. 
So that's one way that you could handle it should you be fighting over (laughs) who gets to do what. But what I want you to always be thinking when it comes to who should be doing what is the integrity of that trial dialogue and those changing roles that you have over trial. Well, I hope that helps and I will see you for another episode next week. Thanks for joining me today. If you benefited from what we talked about or just want to let me know you enjoy the podcast, go ahead and leave me a review on whichever platform you use to listen to From Hostage to Hero. Add a comment and I just might give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. In the meantime, head over to fromhostagetohero.com to order your copy of my book, From Hostage to Hero, Captivate the Jury by Setting Them Free. And to get on my mailing list, I send out trial tips and encouragement right to your inbox every single week. And while you're there, make sure you join the waitlist to become an H2H crew member when we reopen. We only open a few times each year and you do not want to miss out. I look forward to our time together in next week's episode. Talk then. 